0: Welcome to another edition of Who's Better Baseball, the podcast where we answer a simple question on each show. Who's better at baseball? I'm your host, Ryan Ficklestein, managing editor at JustBaseball.com. I have Elijah Evans with me today, and we want to do a little bit of a dive into the Cubs situation. Now, we're recording this on Tuesday, and currently the Cubs are five games out of the wild card race, and they're playing the White Sox over the next couple days. They got the Cardinals for a four-game set after that. We don't know where they're going to be at the deadline. There's every chance that they get within this five games and actually get even closer to the mix. But they also have two trade deadline pieces that I think are up there as some of the best in baseball. They both were in my top 10 best players who could be moved. And that's Cody Bellinger and Marcus Stroman. If you're the Cubs and you're sitting, let's just say three games out on deadline day, are you considering buying for this team to make a push this year? Or are you taking advantage of the fact that you're still probably a year away, if, at least, if not a, two years away from being a real World Series contender? Are you maximizing the deadline
1: assets that you have to make these moves? It's a really hard spot. Um, you know, it's the Cubs are in a tricky position because they're better than they should be probably. And that is a hard spot to be in because when you're performing well and you've got good energy going on, you want to consider buying and you want to consider contending. And they're only five games out of a wild card spot right now. So it's not like they're really far back to a point where they don't have a chance. However, I, I just don't know if I see this team as it is. I mean sure maybe if they buy if they add two huge two big pieces or something then you're looking at a team that could really make noise in the wild card but the current roster as is i don't think it quite stacks up with some of these teams ahead of them in which case i i lean towards the idea of you know taking advantage of the market you sign bellinger to a one-year deal if you can get take a one-year deal player and turn him into two big prospects It's kind of a dream scenario. At the end of the day, it really is, and I know. But also, you know, Ellinger seems really happy. He's breaking back into his old self. He's, I mean, he's been great this year, and maybe he wants to resign. Same thing goes for Strowman. Strowman's gone on record saying he likes Chicago. He likes it there. He loves their team. You know, it's the it's a hard game to play because. To a degree, it's like you could hold, you could buy a little bit, you could try and compete, and then you try and re-sign the guys. I mean, they've both been great for the Cubs. You can see if you can re-sign them in the offseason. But there's also a real chance you lose them both for nothing in the offseason, and then you regret not trading them if you didn't make the playoffs. So it's tricky, but I think for me personally, I put Cincinnati, Arizona, and Philadelphia safely ahead of the Cubs in terms of just their pure talent. I think you could also possibly have San Francisco ahead of them too. So that's already three, maybe even four teams that are comfortably in. And the Padres too, honestly, the Padres are only a game behind the Cubs. And I think the Padres might have a better chance than the Cubs too. So those are already maybe five teams that I think are better than the Cubs in the wild card race. For that reason, I would look into selling because the market is such a seller's market. You could really get some value for both these players. If you package them together to a huge contender, you could get a big haul. So, I mean, I I think you got to think about trading at least.
0: I I agree with you. I, I'm always of the mindset that if you're not going to win the World Series and you have a piece that can net you a lot, you might as well make the move unless you're you know in the race. like the, the Giants, you know they have pieces they could sell, but they're squarely in this race. You, you can't do that. Right. But to make the argument for the benefit of Cubs fans that want to see them win this year, not that run differentials any everything, but they are Sorry. plus forty one on the year. And, and you look at the Reds, they're minus four. The Diamondbacks plus seven. The Marlins minus twenty two. There's teams that don't quite have the same run differential. The Cubs can make the arguments to themselves: Hey, we 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 should have more wins than we do, and and, and we'll, that that'll come back to us in the second half here. You can also make the case that you know the Diamondbacks, you know, are going to play in the West and. The, the, the Marlins, I don't know how many more times they got to face the Braves. but And the Phillies might beat up on the two of those teams, could beat up on each other. Maybe the Cubs say, hey, NL Central, a little more wide-open division for us to maybe gain some games in this wild-card race. And if they do believe that they can keep Stroman and Bellinger long-term, all right, now the other side of it. They traded away Javi Baez, Anthony Rizzo, Chris Bryant. They said goodbye to a core that won them the World Series, and all those decisions, in retrospect, now I'm not sure about prospect return, but simply based on paying those guys long-term money, sort of worked to their benefit. So maybe it, it was better to be the team that signed Bellinger when his value was low and to get something for him than to be the team that actually buys into this and gives him the you know, five-year contract that he might command this offseason. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's definitely a hard, it's, it's a tough position to consider and you have to, you have to look at it from all angles and really think about what's best for your future, because this team, like you mentioned, I mean, they're, they're building, they're going the right direction and they've, they've built a core and a system that is going to, it's looking good. And with the landscape of the NL central, you know, obviously the Reds are, are super on the rise right now, but the Cubs could really be up there with them in the near future. It's just a matter of, you know, how they approach this right now and how they, what, what their really their target is, is there, is there a plan to win now? Is there a plan to win in two years? Because I, I think that you have the ability right now with this roster to really plan for the next two seasons and trading these guys could be a huge part of that. Just like, you know, moving these two for some more established slightly older prospects could end up being really good for the team if they can get some of these prospects you know if they can get a return of guys who could then make an impact for the team next year or the year after even so i it's it's tough and i could see it going either way but it's safe to say that there is definitely a market for both these players um for varied different teams for the, some of the same teams that would want both of them uh, there there's a lot there's a lot of teams out there that would offer, you know, a lot for these guys considering how they've played this year. Cody Bellinger uh, as we said, I mean adding a, a left-handed true power versatile bat that can play multiple positions in the field and do it well is huge. You know, Marcus Stroman adding adding a top 2 rotation piece for a playoff push is huge for a team. So I I think I think they could get some real value out of these two.
0: Before we get into the value, my question is, could they move one without the other? And really where I'm thinking is Marcus Strowman, I think, likes pitching in Chicago. But yeah. if you were to trade Cody Bellinger for a team that Stroman might believe can make a run, is that going to come back and haunt you where you you hold on to Strowman and he jets in the offseason because you sold a little bit?
1: Yeah, I, I think there's a world it could. I also think it's just one player. I mean, I, I would I would hope that one player wouldn't totally change Strowman's idea of the team, but it, we've seen crazier things happen. I mean, it's hard. It's hard to say. That's a really interesting thing to think about if, if it was one or not the other. Um, I, I just I don't know if I see them re-signing both so at that point it is it's interesting to think about you know the possibility of, of capitalizing on a one-year deal with Bellinger and then trying to extend Stroman I think Stroman's market is going to be a little bit less than Bellinger's just because Stroman's a little bit older so I think in the offseason the Cubs have the ability to re-sign him it's just a matter of if they're willing to put that type of money on the table Bellinger on the other hand I really don't think the Cubs are going to re-sign him even if they were to hold on to him I just I'm just not sure I see it I think he's going to really get a lot of interest you know looking looking like his former self more from his MVP season and just from, you know, what we've seen from him in the past. And I I saw him in person a few days ago at Wrigley and I was like, wow, this guy looks locked in right now. And he really does. So I I think I could see that. I don't think it would be the other way. I don't see a world where they hold Bellinger and trade Strowman. That wouldn't make sense to me based on just where they're at. I, I could see a world where they hold Strowman and then try and plan to extend him just for, you know, a two, three year contract based on where he's at in his career. But I, I think ultimately, if it was me, I would trade both and just get get the value you can and prepare for the next few years. But I, I it all depends. I mean, if they if they have a hot week right now, they could easily destroy my White Sox and they could easily roll through the Cardinals, who they've they beat the Cardinals last weekend in the series. So if they if they win five of their next six, I mean, then you might be looking at a whole different situation next week.
0: It, it's they're in such a weird spot and. What's interesting is, you know, I, I've sort of been you know, with, with talking with you, Clay, a lot of the people at just baseball, just how kind of bad <laughs> the market is right now at the deadline and how weird it is and just wondering where the town is. And I think one thing that we maybe don't take into account enough is how much the trade deadline foreshadows the free agent market. There's not a lot of top bats available because there's not a lot of guys that are going to hit free agency. And so Cody Bellinger not only is one of, if not the best bat that could be available, Sands, of course, Otani. But he's also going to go into the market this year in free agency and be that guy. So, yeah, I I could see him getting an overpay in free agency. And with that, you would almost be foolish not to deal him because if you can tell me that you're going to get a team's top 10 prospect and then some on top of it, for a guy that you just picked up off the scrap heap and took a chance on, you might as well do it. Cause if you're going to want to keep them, it's going to cost a lot and probably more than you want to
1: spend. Yeah. That's kind of how I see it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's Go ahead. And
0: What, what teams do you think are looking and say, let's get a center fielder. Let's get a guy that's, that's versatile to, to play multiple spots to give us some first base if we need it, but ultimately can move around the outfield. Who's that team that needs that left-handed
1: bat? I mean, there's a lot. That's the thing. You look around the team there. There's a lot of teams that could use, could use that piece for their playoff push. I, I could definitely see it from one of those AL West teams. Um, I think it'd be a really interesting, I don't think the Rangers necessarily need him, but I could definitely see a team like Houston making a move like mm-hmm. that right now. Um, I think they, they could use an outfield piece. They kind of are, they've stumbled a little bit more this year and they could kind of use that that bump, I think, uh, to really get them back into their, you know, their world series form. Um, I, I could see it. This one's a little trickier. Like I said, with the OS, I could see a team like Seattle making a move, but it's also trickier. I don't know if they're going to end up buying it all just because they haven't been consistent. Um, you know, you look around at the, the AL east i could see the phillies um i know that that'd be an interesting move there i know they're they're a little bit of a log jam with you know with Sorber and castellanos and harper now playing some first base but you know if you want to give harper the ability to dh more you could bring cody in to play some first he could play some right and let you know castellanos or shorber dh a little bit here and there he could play some center and on days brandon marshall playing whatever it might be i could see a team like the phillies the phillies look good right now and they they, have, they they're they in the right in the thick of that wild card race and they are clearly a buyer the phillies are the where their situation is at organizationally, they're going to buy. So I can definitely see that happening. Um, there's, there's a few other teams here and there who are some of the ones I'm trying to think of some of the other really good fits, but those are the first two that I immediately think of.
0: Well, a team that should do it that won't it's the Brewers. Uh, yeah. Now, would those two teams trade in division? I don't know. The Braves are a sneaky team. Um, yeah. If they just decided, look, Hey, even though we've had a great season, let's put ourselves more over the top. They could push Rosario to the bench and, Man, imagine the the outfield defense with Harris, Bellinger, and Acuna. That's pretty yeah. nasty to think about. Um, so yeah, I, I think there's there's definitely
1: <laughs> some options out there. Um, Maybe you know, the Yankees. like we said. I mean, the Yankees. They don't seem. It doesn't seem like their year. But they they positionally they could use him. So I think the Yankees need some pop in that lineup and some just some offense in general. So I I mean, if they decide to buy, I could see it. But I'm not. Who knows with them.
0: Yeah, no, that's definitely that's definitely another fit for sure. I mean, theoretically, if the Red Sox were crazy and they wanted to win this year because they're sort of in the mix, I guess they'd fall into that same category. Um, what yeah. they would have to trade. I, I mean, I guess you know a rental Bellinger is, it's going to get the Cubs something that they like back, but it's also not too steep that you know most contenders can can swing some type of trade form if they right. want them. Um, I think of all of them, I think the the trade that makes the most sense and I think the fit that I really like, it was the one that actually was in my head before you said it, was the Astros. I think the Astros makes a ton
1: of sense. I I could see that for sure. Yeah, I I agree. I think that is kind of the most logical landing spot. I think they they need one bat. They're not going to add a ton. The Astros don't need to add a bunch of pieces to contend this year, but they they could use a little bit of a boost. And I think he could really, really fit that lineup well as another left-hander to pair with Jordan and, and all those other guys they got there. I mean, that would be that lineup would become, I mean, it's already a scary lineup when they're healthy, but it would become even better. And I think you you then have the option, you know, to to DH Abreu or to have some days where Abreu doesn't play and Bellinger plays first. You have the ability to put Bellinger in center and not have, you know, have either McCormick or Myers on the bench. You know, you can blame the album, let your Don DH come and play off time. So, I mean, it gives them a lot of flexibility and it adds another piece to that lineup potentially.
0: To me, it's basically a younger version of what they were hoping to get from Michael Brantley this year. Yeah. Um, you know, right. and you plug him right in and, that makes a lot of sense with Marcus Stroman. I, I mean, uh, all of these rental arms Anybody. can can go anywhere, uh, so yeah. I don't know if it's really worth it spending time on the fit. Um, but I actually do think that if I had to gauge it, I, I'm I'm leaning more towards the Cubs holding Stroman and trading Bellinger than anything else because I feel For like sure. they could they could do they could make that move where they could hold Stroman. They could still maybe be in the fringe of the log card race. And it does feel like Strowman's a guy that they can absolutely get get signed to a contract this offseason. They also can just do the the cold hearted thing, you know, the guy says he wants to say, and, and just get value for him because he he's still, for my money, the rental outside of maybe Blake
1: Snell that I think I I'd, I'd pay the mo- most prospects for at this point. Yeah, I think that's a fair take. So I think it's it's going to be interesting to see. I think they could go either way with it. But it wouldn't wouldn't surprise me to see them go either way. I think, I think they could really, like you said, I think maybe more likely right now that they hold just because he wants to be there and that he's, you know, they have they realistically could sign him to a pretty team-friendly deal in the offseason given his age and given where he's at and he wants to be there and whatever. So I mean, it, it could go, it could go a lot of different ways for the Cubs, with this deadline. I, I could see a world. Of, I mean, I think ultimately they're a team that is really going to come down to the wire. I think the next week of their games is going to be, is going to play a factor in how they're playing in the next six games and how the other teams in the wildcard race play over the next six games. I mean, look at the wildcard race and it's, it's tough. Phillies in Baltimore or they're they're, at, they're facing Baltimore at home. That's a tough matchup. The Marlins are facing Tampa. That's a tough matchup. You know, Cincinnati's playing Milwaukee in division games. So that's tough. They lose a few of those. I mean, the Cubs could be two, three games back on the deadline. So I, I could see them go in different directions. Um, one, one little thought here. What about a, what about Bellinger and Stroman to the Astros? Wow, that would that makes a lot of sense.
0: That that would be the because they they are the type of team that will want to do that. Let's just make one trade yeah. and and address both of our needs. Yeah. And, and you you would get I mean a pretty nice return if you're the yeah. Cubs in that situation. Uh, but yeah, I also like what you just said there too. I mean, if they're sitting there two games out, maybe they don't really have it in them to sell. And you know what? For for a Cubs fan base that hasn't you know, gone to the playoffs in a couple years. years that is always starved for a winner. Maybe that's more valuable to the franchise to just hold win this year, try to sign them in the off season. All right. We'll see. We will see. That's going to be all for this edition of who's better baseball. Make sure you follow rate and review wherever you get your podcast, subscribe on YouTube, check out all the great written content we have about the trade deadline coming your way at just baseball.com.